Brown had stalled to the right. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, welcome in another week, another episode of Red Sox Beat, CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox and all of Major League Baseball. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast, the network at CLNS Media. Facebook, search CLNS Media, you will find us, I promise. And uh, search the iOS and Android stores for the network app on uh on your mobile phones, on your tablets, wherever you want to listen to us. Uh, all the network shows, not just us, are on there. So check that out as well. Um, guys, another week, another show, the whole clan back together. What's going on? 99 days until opening day. Oh, why didn't I know that was coming? <laughs> this <laughs> should have been predictable with, with the uh, the double digits instead of triple digits. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. besides the fact that the countdowns on our show prep and will not come off of our show prep until the season starts. Um, it'll probably still be there when the season starts. That's true. It'll be reversed for next year. It'll be like this. I'm like, the season's going on more and like, give it up. Um, okay, so it's, I mean, winter meetings happened. Some things happened. Some things didn't. We kind of touched on that a little bit last week. Um, there's more Major League Baseball news than Red Sox news to talk about this week, but let's talk about the Red Sox news because they made a move, finally. It wasn't the Sam Adams beer move, officially <laughs> no longer having the Budweiser deck. It's going to be the Sam Adams deck at Fenway. Woohoo! Um, wasn't the fake construction of the Green Monster height because of Giancarlo Stanton signing with the Yankees. No, it was a real move. Mitch Moreland coming back to the Red Sox in a two-year deal. Um Dombrowski came out and said, you know, they can still get a bat, blah, blah, blah. Probably going to be J.D. Martinez. Uh, But he claims they are confident for and with the lineup that they have in place. The team underperformed this year. The team that didn't hit well. That didn't have that cog in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, he's confident about that. So, before we get to that and what their next move is after Mitch Moreland, overall, guys, what are your thoughts on Mitch Moreland and do you think this is underlining a meaning? Like, what does it mean that they're bringing match Mitch, Mitch Moreland and they didn't want, like, Hosmer? I mean, I love Mitch Moreland. I really enjoyed him last season. I enjoyed what he did for the team, watching him hit all the doubles, and just kind of really being a good fit for the team. Um, I didn't expect them to bring him back, so I was definitely surprised when they announced they brought him back for for two years. Um, But, I mean, a lot of things went through my head, like, okay, we're out on Hosmer then, because obviously there's no need for him now. And then I'm thinking, like, going through all these theories, maybe they're going to platoon Hanley and Moreland at first um kind of split the time there but I mean at the end of the day I I like the deal it's cheap and it's I mean him and Hosmer are comparable players I know that Hosmer had the higher batting average everything like that but Moreland gets on base Moreland drives and runs and he was just like I said he was a good fit for this team so I I don't hate the move and I think you know looking ahead into 2019 that maybe this is them kind of saving money to maybe go all in on, you know, say Bryce Harper or 
another giant free agent. 2019 is going to be a huge free agent market. So maybe it's just kind of Dave Dombrowski sitting back being like, this is what I'm going to do for this team. Just have like faith in me. And I don't have any like doubt that they're going to try and sign J.D. Martinez still. There's, obviously, they can still do that. But at the end of the day, I don't hate this move. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by it because it didn't seem like it was likely to happen, like Lauren said. But I, I like it. I mean, I thought he was a good fit here. He seemed to really enjoy playing here. He was certainly was not overwhelmed by the spotlight of Boston because he played very well and seemed to kind of stay steady and didn't have any problem doing interviews and turn into a baby like some other people on the team. Hmm. No names, no <laughs> names mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I think we know what we're talking about here. <laughs> so for all those reasons, I think he fit pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this means Hosmer probably won't be coming here, but like Lauren said, his, their numbers have been compared, and besides average, they are pretty similar, and they're both gold glove defenders. So, I mean, in terms of already knowing the place, he makes sense in terms of that. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. I think it's good. It's a cheap deal, and, you know, it's not like last year was a fluke. He's hit 20-plus homers before. He's hit doubles before. It's It was a career high, but he's done this before. He knows how to hit, and he knows how to field, so... And now Hanley doesn't have to play first because no one wants him playing first anyway, or I want him on the team really. But uh, I have him DH, so yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Uh, I liked him a lot, like Lauren as well as a, as like a person. So I was happy. I was I was excited to see him back because I didn't know it was going to happen at all. Yeah, I think he's he's good for this team. I think he's noticed he's good for Fenway. You know, he's, he's Mitchy two bags for a reason, and I, I think overall he's going to help next year as long as you get a bat. So if you bring JD in, whatever, I think. What this does um, is does free up room and potential for next uh, winter when free agents really start to come. Manny Machado, wherever he ends up this year, if he doesn't get pulled off, if he does get pulled off the trade block, whatever, then maybe that's in play for next year. Big bat Bryce Harper is an option that would be phenomenal and could actually happen. So you know maybe bringing Mitch Moreland back this year on a pretty friendly deal for the team. Sign JD, you can still afford Bryce Harper next next winter, and then that really becomes the offseason where you try to catch up to the Yankees and you, you deal with it for a year. You play, you still have a good lineup. It's not like your team's going to suck by any means. And then you're in play for Bryce Harper next next offseason. So if that's their long term plan, again, we won't know that until it actually, if it ever happens. But if that's what they're thinking, then that's great because then you're not spending too much money now for someone like Hosmer who you shouldn't be throwing money at if your actually plan is to go big next year. And if you want to deal Hanley, if you want to platoon Hanley, that's fine. JD can come in as DH every once in a while. You don't have to get rid of Jackie Bradley this year now, too, which I, I mean, I'd still do because you need pitching. I think there's a move coming for pitching. I, I really do because Stephen Wright, you don't know how healthy he's going to be. You don't know about, you know, Erod's going to be unhe- out of there for a couple months. So I think you do need an arm by any means possible. So maybe you trade Jackie Bradley, get a decent arm to put in the rotation, and you go from there, too. Um, so. I don't know when JD's going to fall, but I mean, at this point, guys, with this news, I do like Mitch Moreland coming back. Two-year deal's fine with me. It's not a lot of money, and I think he's a good player, and he likes it here. And I'm pretty sure it said somewhere that he's basically just coming back to fin- like for unfinished business. He wants to win here. That's what he came here for. And a lot of this team feels pretty, I wouldn't say, I guess pissed off is the best way to put it, about how quickly they exited last year for a team that was expected to go to the World Series from a lot of people. So maybe he's coming back for that, but... I think overall, now your next thing is J.D. Martinez. When, when is this going to fall? Because is Scott Boris really that stubborn to wait forever? Like, that has, oh, to yeah. be the, that has to be the next move. I mean, we know Scott Boris, what he can do, what he's capable of. So he's absolutely waiting. He's going to try to get 
essentially a max deal for J.D. Martinez. He's going to go out there and he's going to say, this is what this guy's worth. This is what he's going to get. And he's, I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. And obviously we, we know that now. And I honestly thought once Stanton signed that it would be like Martinez, Hosmer, you know, domino effect right away. Obviously that hasn't happened, but obviously with Boris as an agent, I do get kind of meh around just because, I always go back to, you know, Jason Veritek when he was like, oh, he deserves Jorge Posada money. And he essentially ended up screwing Veritek out of the money that he probably could have gotten with Boston. But, you know, that's another topic for another day. He was fine with the deal that he signed here. So I, I don't, I think J.D. Martinez, whether it's Boston, whether it's anywhere else, he, I don't think he'll find a home till like a week before spring training at this point. Do you think he's worth a max deal, like the most money that Boris can possibly get him. No, he's thirty years old, and they, and he's you know the injuries, and I do David, think he's David worth Price two point zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think he's worth a lot of money. I don't think he's worth seven years. I don't want to commit. I mean, five years with an option for the sixth year. Okay, I'm fine for that. Four years option of five, whatever. But for like the seven years, two fifty or three hundred, whatever Boris was calling for, absolutely not. You are out of your mind. But I bet you'd still be happy with it if the Sox got him for seven years, right? I would be happy because, you know, it's that power about that, you know, they've been promising us, but it's not Stanton. He's but not going to hit fear, Do you fear uh, J.D. Martinez, though? Like, is that the type of guy where he comes to the plate and other pitchers go, crap? I fear I him. So. I fear him more than Hanley Ramirez being well, like, no, no that's a given. family. <laughs> I think he, if, if we sign J.D. Martinez, he'd be the most fearful batter in that lineup. I don't know how much that says, but he within that looking at that lineup. I, I mean, the Betts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Betts is consistent. Like Betts well, is average. You, he has the we, pop, but like it sounds like Betts is hitting leadoff this year too. For what cores? Right. Are you guys cool with him leading? Yes. With hitting leadoff, I love I it. See, I love it. I'd rather I, hitting leadoff. My Twitter like went berserk, saying that it was stupid. He was hitting leadoff, and I'm like, this is amazing. He gets on base. He okay. can steal bases. He's quick. I love it. Then let's address that. People are stupid call it what it is. Mookie Betts <laughs> hitting leadoff is phenomenal because if he's hitting leadoff, then you have Pedroia and then if you bring JD in here, he can hit there. You have Xander up there. You have Devers and Benatendi to worry about towards the top of the lineup. You guys have people to hit under Mookie Betts. So now at the top of the order, you have speed, you have power, and you have a guy who can hit for average. Isn't that like the I triple for- threat of why you what you'd want hitting leadoff? Well, it and makes he- sense too because like what Cora said about having Springer lead off and having the power and getting on base, like Same he did. Thing. He's basically he's basically comparing Betts to Springer, which is a very good comparison. So I totally get why he's doing it. And you saw that kind of lineup work, right? Like you said, you said he's comparing it to Springer. Springer was phenomenal, and having him at the top of the lineup now, obviously you have power when the lineup turns over when the bottom of the lineup gets on the base on the bases, which makes sense. But at all, look how many times Springer let off a game with a homer. Like, it just sets the tone for a game. One bad pitch to your leadoff hitter, and boom, you're already up one nothing. Plus, you and have he, power he, and consistence underneath them, too, with Ben Attendee, Devers. Um, you'll have Pedroia up there hitting second like he always does. Bring JD in. You have more all these guys to come in there and hit. And Plus, the thing is, Springer hit five homers in the World Series, too. Yeah. <laughs> at that, and I forget, I just saw this um, the other day. I was, like, going through my Twitter, just kind of reminiscing on the Red Sox season that – Mookie Betts, I can't remember like what like record it was, but he had like the most like runs scored or the most like runs driven in as a leadoff hitter. So I'm like, yeah, oh, I think okay. it was RBI. 
So I was like, I- I'm okay with that. If he's going to be a leadoff hitter, but he's still going to drive in runs, whether that's you know home runs or RBI, like people on base, scoring from second, third, whatever, base clearing triple, mm-hmm. I'm fine with him being in the leadoff. I think he's fantastic in the leadoff spot. So from here then, you know, with him hitting leadoff, J.D. comes in. Doesn't J.D. Martinez become an attractive person to play with for Bryce Harper with this lineup around both of them? Because, you know, obviously you want J.D. alone. I think he's a good enough player that you want him stand alone. you bring him in. But much more on lower deal for agency next year, you have to think Bryce Harper's in their head. And if I'm Bryce Harper and I look at Washington, haven't been able to win there, haven't been able to figure it out, and you have a place like Boston franchise, you know, you can come play against the Yankees, be part of this rivalry, and it seems like Bryce Harper does like baseball for it actually being baseball. If you show him a lineup that has this young youth talent wrapped around J.D. Martinez, now you put Bryce Harper in this lineup with Benintendi, Devers, Mookie Betts, all these guys, J.D. Martinez if he comes. Hello? that, that Now that's a lineup. And that's a, team yeah, that, but that's a team that's not just reacting to the Yankees move, but catches up to them very quickly. But I'm nervous about the Yankees presenting him with a lineup that has Sanchez, Judge, um, Stanton. So, it's true. And granted, yes, Benintendi, Devers, Betts, it, they're very attractive to you know anyone coming over here. If you get Martinez, that, that's obviously very attractive too. And But if we get Martinez and it's like, who knows how much money we're going to shell to him. Harper's going to want a lot of money. Same thing. They'll be able to afford it. Boris is an agent too. So, And I'm not saying... I, I know I've crapped on Harper as a person, but as a baseball player, I love him. I love I love his talent. I think he's extremely talented, and I've known that since he was 16 years old. So, of course, I would love to have him here. He's everything the Red Sox want, but it's like I, I, I commit seven years to Bryce Harper I mean, over J.D. Martinez. I look but, at the Bryce Harper situation as next summer, Kevin Durant 2.0. Oh no! Okay, there's a good chance. Was it the outcome too? No, there's a good chance that it becomes Red Sox Yankees with Washington in the mix. Meaning, you know what happened? Golden State Celtics with OKC in the mix. It's the it's lining up to be the same thing, and it's just a matter of what does Bryce Harper want? Does he want to be the guy? Does he want to win for a franchise, or does he want to run to the team that's already stacked? And if he goes to the Yankees next year, it becomes the Golden State Warriors of baseball. It does. And it's kind of the same exact situation. It's becoming more clear as I say it out loud. Like, it really does come in line with what Kevin Durant had to deal with. And it's just a matter of what does he want? I don't think he goes back to Washington. I just think it's over for him there. I think he's had his chances to win there. He wants a fresh start to win somewhere. It's going to come down to Boston, New York. It's a good chance he picks New York because it's New York, and if the Yankees are already loaded, and I think how team how they both do this year is very important for what he makes his decision on. Because if the Red Sox and the Yankees say face off in the ALCS, knock on wood, hope to God it happens, then what happens there? Do who goes to the World Series? Who does better this year? There's a lot that goes into it, but as a whole, if the Red Sox are just missing that power bat, like the second power bat, aka Bryce Harper, because right now I, I mean I take the Red Sox pitching over the Yankees pitching to take the Red Sox. Most of the Red Sox bullpen, some Yankees, but like you know what I mean. So it just turns in a situation where, what does Bryce Harper really want? And we're going to be glued to Players Tribune next offseason just as much as we've been glued when Kevin Durant made his decision. I honestly think that that could be crazy, but 
put me in my crystal ball, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed with Washington. He seems like the kind of stubborn guy who would just like want to win in one place and just be like, I don't care what I have to do to win in this place. I'm going to win. Maybe, I, maybe I'm completely wrong about him. I don't know the guy, but I just, part of me feels like he's going to stay there. That'd but. be such a boring he, end of the saga. Oh, that'd be so unfortunate. I mean, fine. It'd be great for Washington. <laughs> they're a good team. They're going to be another. They're going to be great again this year, and they'll lose in the playoffs like always. Um, but it'd be so boring if he stays in Washington just because it's it's, it's what isn't really expected. But it would be great if he if he leaves Washington. There's going to be jerseys burning. There's going to be riots. So it'll be very entertaining if he does leave Washington, whether it's for Boston or New York, wherever. Whether it's for the freaking Mariners, it's going to be fantastic if and when he leaves Washington. So right, because they're going to love to hate him if he does leave. Oh, I, I, and they have no right to hate him. What he's done, what he's done for that franchise. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm torn. I could see why he would stay, but I think he, ultimately it's. Watch he goes to like the Dodgers or something. It won't even be a team that we're talking about. But <laughs> it's lined up for him to make a very important decision for his future and what he wants and out of baseball for for the rest of his career because that contract's going to be is really his, one of his last. Um, and then obviously JD's coming down the pipeline too. So a lot going on in the Red Sox world. Do you think we hear about JD Martinez within the next couple of weeks? Is it after like when when are we come, when are we hearing about JD before we move on to stuff around the league too? Because there are some stuff that we want to get to. But when do we hear about JD? Like when is this happening? I think it'll happen by New Year's. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens the next week and a half. That's my guess. I'm saying after after the New Year. I'm thinking like closer, maybe even February. Wow. Yeah, see, I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon. Um, and the thing that sucks about that is that I think a lot of things are depending on where he goes. So, like, it's going to get really close to spring training, in my opinion, and then all of a sudden everything's just going to happen. Like, end of January, like, Super Bowl weekend. Like, it'll. I think it'll happen before Super Bowl weekend. Because it'll happen when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Seriously. Nobody will say a thing no about it. No one will care about it. No, I, I think it'll happen before the Super Bowl because, God forbid, we take the, the Major League Baseball takes this football spotlight and they won't want to go after the Super Bowl anyway because they, no one will pay attention. So I think all this flurry of stuff is going to happen um, end of the playoffs for the football late January. season. Like late January, maybe Pro Bowl weekend because no one cares about the NFL Pro Bowl. Maybe that's when they start dropping news and signing teams, players, because no one cares about where they play the Pro Bowl and no one goes anyway. So that's probably what will happen. But I have to wait and see. A lot of stuff going on around the league. But before we get there, don't forget, um, basketball season is back, people. And you know, now that your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to action, it's time for you guys to put your fantasy knowledge to the test and win huge cash prizes every night playing one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, of course, there are so many ways to play. You can play public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests uh, where you can compete against your friends any week you choose. They've been good. They got beginner leads, casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level as well. The best part is you'll get a draft new team every day you play. And drafting, of course, is arguably the best part of fantasy. The only other better part is that cold, hard cash you can win doing it. Just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. They both turned $3 entries into $1,000. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. Don't forget now, go use our code CLNS at DraftKings.com. You'll play for free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. So don't wait. Use our code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to get your choose your lineup and you can get your serious uh, free entry and get some cash. Become the next Dan or Jeremy tonight. That's code CLNS only at DraftKings.com. The game is inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. And, of course, see DraftKings.com for more details. Um, a lot going on around the league, and I think – 
this just happened today, and this is where I want to start because this is this is close close to home in the AL East. Evan Longoria, longtime Ray, been a Ray his whole career. Unfortunately for him, played in one of the in, played in the worst field ever in baseball history in Tropicana. No longer has to play there for all of his home games. He was traded today to the San Francisco Giants. Um, good for him. Gets to go arguably one of the better ballparks in baseball on the West Coast to a team that most times is good. Last year they were garbage, but. What do you guys think of this move? I'm happy for him. One, I don't have to do, we don't have to deal with him in those pesky games in the Rays where he's the only good player on the freaking roster and he destroys our hearts every time they play him. But good for him to get on a winning team because this the Rays aren't going anywhere. They have some young talent. I think it was time for them to part ways. You know, they both released really statements. It was heartfelt. And I think it was just the right time for him to move on. Yeah, I respect that he was able to stay with that franchise for as long as he did because that awful stadium and just kind of up and down, a few good years where they were really good, which I'm sure was awesome for him. But other than that, a lot of bad years, and he just kept sticking it out and really kind of seemed like the guy who would stay with one team his whole career. But they finally decided it was time to move on, and I'm sure he's not too sad about that, even though the Giants were garbage last year. I assume they'll turn it around because they're a good franchise as a whole. So... Good for him. I'm glad that he's uh, out of our division now, although he's fun to watch. But, yeah, I was surprised when I saw it. I was like, wow, he's actually on a different team, finally. So, good for him. I'm sure he'll do well. And uh, I'm sure when he steps in that ballpark, he's going to be like, wait, why don't I have to play in the drop for 81 games now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was definitely shocked. Uh, Especially the Giants. I mean, they're very underwhelming the last year. But I'm glad he's out of the division. I'm glad that he, we do not have to face him so many times in a season. Um, but, I mean, the Giants, if they want to rebuild, hey, Evan Longoria is a great person to, to to acquire. And it's funny, I as soon as I found out that he was traded, I texted my brother. And I was like, oh, I'm like, Longoria to the Giants. And he's like, I wonder what that means for Panda. I'm like, retirement? Ha ha. And he's like, huh, he'll be fat and happy. <laughs> I didn't even th- Honestly, I didn't even think of that. Like, I didn't either. <laughs> I really didn't think about Panda in any of this. Like, what does that mean for him? He's not going to play third. Retirement. It means retirement. And like like my brother said, he'll be fat and happy. Oh, fat and happy on a beach somewhere with a Corona in one hand and a cheeseburger in the other. Good for you, Panda. Goals. I'm glad. Which you- is funny, right? Because he's the- is older than Sandoval is. <laughs> yeah, well, Sandoval's that's useless. That's the best part about that. Oh, my God, God that's right. Yeah. Did you guys see, did you guys see uh, Chris, Ar- Chris Archer's tweet? about Longoria it was really cute it was really heartfelt it was just like I can't believe you're on another team kind of like basically I thought it'd be your teammate forever but bro I'm gonna miss you man like where are you going um, and then like 10 minutes later it was like oh should the race trade Chris Archer I was like oh wow that was quick yeah. great send him to the Giants he'll be happy <laughs> honestly if you're the Red Sox go with Chris Archer that'd be a good guy that'd be a good guy to swindle but um so I, I think overall it's good for Longoria other AL East news um Zach Britton Orioles closer. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. He was working out, um, puts him out six months um, from now. So, I'm kind of unfortunate, just casually working out, but it, it kind of, that's unfortunate for the Orioles, good for the Red Sox, but um, kind of a freak incident, just working out, you know, in the winter, trying to get better. Um, spring training's around the corner, and he ruptures Achilles. I want to know what the hell he was doing working out to rupture his Achilles. I yeah, mean, seriously. That's what I want to know. Like, what exercise were you doing? Were you running? Were you doing stairmaster? Were you squatting? I I really I want to know. That I mean that's that was the Probably first thing that came to mind. Hot yoga, hot yoga. 
<laughs> he was doing hot yoga. I mean, it, it does really suck for the Orioles, um, but it's great for you know other AL East teams. I would never wish injury upon anybody, but um, I mean, it sucks. The Orioles. I mean, <laughs> kind of seems like there's you know the whole Manny Machado rumors now. Zach Britton gets hurt, so they're kind of falling apart, and it's not even January yet. For a guy as good as Britain is, uh, this is definitely becoming a trend here, considering he missed a lot of time last year with a couple different injuries. Now this, another six months. So this is becoming a little bit of a disturbing trend for him at this point. I mean, you know, he was a pretty average pitcher for several years. Then he decided he's going to be the best closer in baseball, and now he can't stay healthy. So I don't know if that was just a quick, a quick, really awesome career for a couple of years, and then forget it. He's just going to fall apart now or what. But definitely a disturbing trend for him and to – rupture Achilles since in December is definitely kind of strange. Does any of this go into a workout rep- repertoire? Like, obviously, he's been with the Orioles. Like, you know, team-by-team team rep- workouts change. Does any of this go back to the team, or is this simply just a guy who's made out of glass? I mean, with the way that he kept getting hurt and coming back last year, he kept, like, rehabbing and coming back, kind of. He, he played a few games, and then he went out again. He was on my fantasy team, so I know he just could never stay on the field. So... I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of training thing because whatever rehab he was doing didn't seem to work very well because he kept he kept going back on the shelf after he came back. Because remember the whole Thornburg situation with the Red Sox and the throwing program in his shoulder, and he was fine until he got here, and then now we haven't seen him in a year. Hopefully he's healthy this year. Right. But, you know, same kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, I maybe it's both. Maybe he just, like, can't stay healthy. He's just made of glass. He's just a fragile little flower. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's only twenty nine. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be having these problems. Oh, he's turning thirty tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, happy, Zach! Happy birthday, birthday, Zach! Enjoy your rehab. <sighs> Friday, actually, but in a half hour it'll be tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he's not that old. So it shouldn't really be like a you're a washed up and old kind of thing. He's only pitched like six years and he's only twenty nine. So who knows? Maybe it is a training program. Maybe we'll maybe we'll find out a couple of years that you're onto something, Jared. I I trust my gut. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you credit if it comes out. <laughs> I pre- I'll take the credit if it comes out. Um, one guy who's been in the gym and he's got a legit training program is Tim Lincecum. If you haven't seen the picture, go on Twitter, Google Ooh. it. It's everywhere. He's dude's making a comeback. Um, dude is jacked. Like I don't know where his arm came from because he, Tim Lincecum has always been this scrawny little dude on the Giants who just had long hair and could pitch. And I don't know where his the guns. I don't know if they're gonna stay, but that dude is jacked. He hasn't pitched since 2016. But he's coming back. He's going to land somewhere. I think he's pitching in a showcase soon for some teams to see if they can grab him. Um, he's going to land on a team somewhere this year, guys. I think you'll see him in baseball. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the Giants or not, but there's a good chance with the way he's working hard, that picture, the chance that he's working out for teams. Don't be surprprised to see Tim Limpson come on the, the um, a major league rush this year. Maybe the Red Sox take a fly on him. That would be is this crazy. like his fifth comeback? Like how many times is he gonna come back? Yeah, but this he's one's not like that old, I, I don't. He? He's not super old, and the fact is, this it looks legit this time. Um, yeah, because every time he's every time he's come back, he hasn't really been in shape. He's kind of half assed it. At least this time, like he's, he's ready to go. He's he looks so skinny. scrawny. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's been hurt. That's why he's gotten hurt before because he just breaks. It, it's funny right. when with the picture surfaced. Um, I like to go through what people say about him or whatever, and the comments that people leave and the amount of people who think that this guy is doing steroids is, I mean, it's to be expected. He's obviously, he's shredded, but the thing is like he has good arms, like good shoulder definition. He's extremely cut. But if you look at his traps, 
He's got no traps. So he is definitely not on steroids. And I will tell you, that's how you can really tell if someone's on steroids is their traps are just abnormally large. Like, they're just... You would, you would know better than us. I would absolutely know. Yeah. But because he's someone just got... to not be named. Oh, yeah. Someone to be named later. Someone to the next boyfriend to be named later. Uh, but they're, his traps, they're just non-existent. So he's obviously working out, and your arms are extremely easy to tone. And so whatever he's doing is clearly working. He looks great. He looks like he's really put in some serious work. But for all you um, steroid conspiracy theorists out there, he's definitely not doing steroids because he's got no traps. Hmm. He looks weird, though. Like, really looks really weird without hair. Like, every time I see a picture of him without really long hair, I'm like, who's that freak? Well, it's like every time I see a picture or, like, watch Brian Johnson now because he's part of Barstool. He does that Starring Nine podcast with Barstool and Jared Carabas. But, like, Brian Johnson without a beard is, like, who are you? It's the same thing. Eventually, like, seeing a picture of James Harden without a beard. Like, who are you? So, Tim Lincecum without his flow, it's, wait, you're the same person. And seeing him jacked without a flow, it's like, there's no way you're the same person. You say Brian Johnson, and I'm like, hey... Sorry, did you mean did you mean <laughs> Dallas Braden? No, I, I I didn't mean Dallas Braden. Um, is it? Oh, maybe, I'm thinking of Brian Wilson. Sorry. Oh, um, Brian Bri- Wilson. Brian Wilson, not Brian Johnson. Oh, I yeah. Brian Johnson on the brink as long as we're talking about him all night. Me too. Um, <laughs> Brian Wilson without a, without his. Beard. Oh yeah, his huge freaking monster beard. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was freaky. <laughs> I loved it though. That thing, oh, that, thing that thing was the thing to be proud of. Um, he dyed it black. Too. Like how 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 messed up do you have to be <laughs> to dye your beard black? Oh god, right. he's he like twenty feet long. He's a psychopath. Oh, um, oh yeah. All right, one more thing to hit on, and we'll get out of here for the week. Um, I guess you can call it a blockbuster deal, but it's just a bunch of salary dumping for both these teams. Matt Kemp, Matt Kemp was traded back to the Dodgers. And for the second time in his career, Adrian Gonzalez was part of a salary dump deal. Yay! Um, Adrian Gonzalez, Brandon McCarthy, and Scott Scott Kazmir and Charlie uh, Culberson were sent back uh, from the Dodgers. Um, this is just a bunch of people clearing books. Matt Kemp's probably not going to play for the Dodgers. At least they're trying to get rid of him. Agon's going to get bought out. And yeah, they already they already released. That's what. Yeah. So it's just him. a matter of what does he do next. I'm interested to talk about Adrian Gonzalez here. And this deal, like we said, more of a salary dump. Matt Kemp, who knows what's going to happen with him. I kind of forgot about Matt Kemp, to be honest. Um, but yeah. with Adrian Gonzalez, he's still got some talent. Not surprised this came because we saw what happened in the playoffs and um, in the series when he basically like wasn't welcomed in the clubhouse. No one wanted him there. And yeah. um, he just kind of played it off. I'm watching my boys here. I'm part of the team. Dude, you haven't been in the clubhouse. They don't want you there. If they really wanted you there, you'd be in the dugout. So... Now, now, what is it like? Do does he stop playing? He claims he doesn't want to stop playing. Where does he go? Clearly, there's something wrong with him in the clubhouse. So, does the team take a fly on him to deal with that? Like, what's next for Adrian Gonzalez? I'm intrigued. What you guys think about that? Retirement. Anderson <laughs> on the beach, Corona in one hand, burgers in the other. Yeah. Right, the retirement. You know, I agree though. I agree, retirement for one reason, really. Well, two. One reason because he totally quit on his team and that kind of screams like i'm gonna retire because i don't care anymore but two my other reason just looking at his past um he stays with teams for a pretty long time boston aside because he obviously didn't play long here but he was with the padres for for uh six seasons and then he was with the dodgers for for six or five and a half seasons as well Mm -hmm. so he stayed at two places for quite a long time so like i feel like if he were to sign with another team now then you know 
you'd expect it to be like a four, five, six year thing because that's kind of what he does in his career. He's already 35 years old. I don't see that happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just hung it up. I think I think someone takes a flyer on him. I, I, I think some contender who needs a bat, who, he still wants to win. And I think he's driven. I don't know if who it would be. I really don't. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised by retirement. Um, but I just think that with his situation, he's always been talented, but he just never wanted the pressure, and that was the problem. He could have flourished here. Like, he was good when he was here, but he just didn't want to handle Boston. He never did, and he wasn't that type of player, and he's openly admitted that. It just wasn't a good fit for him. Um, L.A. was a great fit because it was, yeah, man, I'm in L.A. No one cares. Like, And they're not a harsh media market for baseball. It's just not a thing out there. Like, No one cares, and neither do I. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, No one cares about me, and I don't care about them, and that's his mentality. And L.A.'s not really a tough sports market regardless. Like, Even if you're on the Lakers, like you don't get crapped on that much if you have a bad night. Like, No one out there is really crapping on Lonzo Ball right now on the Lakers. He's been garbage. And it's just they're not a tough media market, and that's why he went out, was happy to go out there. That was the reason why that salary dump traded with happened with the Red Sox before, because they wanted him and they got him, and now it's they don't want him anymore. And I wouldn't be surprised by retirement, but I do think he lands somewhere. But if he does, will he last? Is it going to be useful? Is it going to be anything? It'll be a good start. And they'll probably out. realize they made a mistake with the clubhouse situation, and they probably do the same thing the Dodgers did this year, ban from the clubhouse. But wouldn't anybody who signs him at this point, wouldn't they know about his past and know he doesn't give a crap about anybody this is true. every time he goes to a team? And that's know? the thing. It's, it's, it's a troubling situation because you have to figure out, okay, am I a contender, but am I a big market? Okay, I could use him, but he's, I'm a big market. He's not going to want to play here. So it's – there's a slim pickings if he even finds a team, and then if that, who knows. Um, so I wouldn't – again, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires, but I think some team flies in there late and takes him. Yeah. I mean, they might too, but I it'd don't be think super late. It'd be like in the middle anything. of spring training. Someone gets hurt, like something like that. Oh, I think it'll be like after the season starts. I think it'll just kind of be like a desperation kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, like we know we can hit, we know we can play, but I mean, it's a it's a big risk because I mean, I know he's been with teams like long term, but he's got that thing where he just kind of gives up, and it's like you don't want that kind of negativity in your clubhouse. I'm intrigued. I, I, I'll, well, that, that's one I hate to use this answer, but it really is a wait and see because you really just don't know what's going to happen with him, and, and his age is a big factor in that. Like you said, he's what, 35, Jess? So, 35, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a big factor in that. Um, if he was younger, obviously, I think if he was even 30, that's a big deal. So that's probably five, six more years he has to play, but at this point, it's a one, two-year deal if it happens, and um, it's a case-by-case situation, team-by-team situation as well. So um, We'll wrap on that, but... Uh, for a week that not ha- not much happened, there was a lot that happened um, around the league, enough to talk about, and Evan Longoria, I think, was the big out of Red Sox market news. Um, we'll keep an eye on everything, obviously, um, as the news comes down, as the, um, the season turns here. Uh, we want to wish everyone from Red Sox speed a happy holiday season, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. We'll be back uh, at some point next week to talk Red Sox baseball. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore B. Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. That'd be fantastic. The network is at CLNS Media. Same thing on Facebook. Um, And don't forget, use our promo code CLNS on DraftKings um, to go win boatloads of cash on uh, playing fantasy basketball. So until next week, Lauren Campbell, Jess Thomas, I am Jared Scally. We'll be back. Uh, Enjoy your holidays, everybody, and uh, we'll be back soon. See ya.